0: What's up guys, it's Little D from FMF, and when I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX
1: Radio.
2: We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics but we don't make product for them we look to the future embrace our past. We study. We analyse. We race on Sunday, so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. alpine stars one goal one vision
1: The gate's about to drop, on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Justified Culture's Traction MXC Covers and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. And with the sun on the line, all we have is me. Just me guys here, wanted to chat with you a little bit about Hangtown. Uh, I know a lot of you guys look for uh, a review from me, uh, and I usually get a guest on to chat about it. Uh, this year, this week, the, the bullets have been flying, and uh, to be honest, um, I hesitated to do a review of the race because it's round one. Uh, like, There's a lot of uh, variables that are in the air, uh, a lot of weird crashes, a lot of weird uh, stuff goes on. But what wasn't weird was the, the two riders that went 1-1 uh, in both their respective classes. Uh, I guess the cream always does does rise to the top in a situation like that. But uh, before the week is out, before the race happens tomorrow in Glen Helen, which we're we're looking forward to that, and I'll give my little two cents on what I think is going to happen in Glen Helen at the end of this. But uh, uh, I just wanted to quickly go through some results uh, of of Hangtown and just kind of give you uh, what I kind of uh, take, my takeaway from uh, some of the things that kind of jump off the page at me. Um, Starting out with, uh, obviously, the, the 3-3 performance from Josh Grant. Um, this is a rider who's extremely familiar with this, this territory. He whole shot his very first professional moto back in 2004, I believe. Uh, and, uh, four or five, four, I believe. And, uh, like, the guy, the guy's lights out, uh, at these tracks, at these tracks. He's great. And, uh with those angles being fixed, he seems like a brand new guy. He, he's he got a whole new demeanor to him at the races. Uh, he's very cool, calm and collected, very confident guy. I think that people uh, mistaken that for cockiness. And maybe he is a little bit, but let's be honest, he's within the top, uh, maybe let, let's say top 25 motocross racers in the world. Um, and uh, if, you, if you're not a little bit cocky at that point, uh, I think uh, you, you've, you've eaten uh, your fair share of humble pie. Uh, next thing that pops off the page at me is Dean Wilson. And Dean Wilson with a fourth overall uh, performance, a 10-4, got him there. So uh, it, it really, like, the from fourth place back, there was a, a really, really tight uh, mix of guys, especially with some weird uh, results, uh, like uh, like having uh, Jason Anderson uh, not, not be able to finish the fir- first moto, or he, yeah, he wasn't able to finish the first moto, and then uh, other, other different stuff like that. But, uh, like, great great to see Dean have a good performance in the second moto. Shows that he's in shape. Although he was he was totally gassed at the end of that moto, he still had enough to finish that, and that was important. Uh, Brock Tickle, doing what Brock Tickle does. Uh, the RCH rider put himself in the fifth-place position with a 7-7. Uh, trying to explain that to uh, your, your, your a brand-new fan is probably... Uh, Probably harder than, uh, than than taking apart an atom bomb, but uh, either way, I'm really excited to see what he can produce this year. I think you're going to find him right in and around that seventh place position once everyone kind of comes back down to earth and uh, and, and other guys kind of ride how they're supposed to or how we're, we're projecting them to do so. Uh, Blake Baggett with a six eight. I think Blake uh, would be the first to tell you, or wouldn't be the first to tell you, that uh, he was disappointed with that ride uh, and, and those around him as well. I I think a lot of people were slating him for being a, a podium or at least top five uh all year long uh within those motos and maybe even steal a few moto wins and uh six eight is not getting it done he, he gave up way too many points to uh to eli tomac if he wants to be part of this title hunt as, as well as marvin muscan um one guy that kind of uh like some people are surprised that he didn't do well. I personally am not surprised he didn't do well. And it's been something that a lot of guys have struggled with going to the big bike outdoors, uh, four fifties, uh, as a rookie season in the, in the two, in the, uh, the outdoor class is not easy. We saw Ken Roxton have success with it. That was an oddity. We saw, uh, Ryan Dungey have success with it again, an oddity. A lot of guys don't go to the 250s for the first time and immediately win championships. Uh, and we saw a guy who was getting thrown around by his motorcycle a little bit, and uh, and and a guy who during Supercross everyone loved, uh, like noted that on rough ruddy tracks he knew what to do with his motorcycle. This was the ruddiest, roughest track that he's seen on that 450, and uh, a 5-9 uh, performance, not uh, not what he was looking for. Uh, another uh, thing that kind of jumps off the page at me. Only one one point different than your fourth place uh, finisher was your ninth place finisher, and that guy goes, goes by the name of Justin Barsha. the the uh, The JGR athlete had himself a great second moto, and I think that's more of what you're going to see from Justin throughout this uh, this outdoor season. That that Suzuki is very well tuned to be ridden outdoors. Uh, he's got a great Group of guys around him to uh, to tune to do so, and uh, I suspect more uh, seven five, more five six uh, finishes for him throughout the season, which should end up with him in around the fifth place position in the points by the end of the year course barring injury Uh, a couple of the guys that I was surprised that didn't do as well as I thought they would I thought that Christian Craig would have uh, had more flashes of brilliance uh, and uh, and run up front a little bit longer looked like he was a little bit thrown around by the machine a little bit the the base of his fitness is based on throwing a 250f around not a 450 so uh, I think that might have bit him a little bit on a track that was hot the track that was rough Uh, he's not a stranger to rating a 450 outdoors we've seen him in the past doing so but this was a challenge for him, and uh, although he was he had some speed, uh, not quite up to the task as far as fitness late late in the motos. Uh, uh, of course, uh, everyone's wondering uh, if you're looking at the back uh, the back of the pack here, uh, whether it be uh, Reese Carter, Kevin Benoit, or uh, or even Cody Cooper. If you if you didn't watch Moto back in 2008. Um, it's 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 amazing to see Cody Cooper come back over and and be as successful as he was. Super tired in the second moto, and I don't think that he quite had uh, quite the uh, he didn't have the motorcycle or the uh, the stamina to go uh, all all uh, the whole way, but uh, in the second moto. But great to see him out there. Reese Carter, though, no no knowledge of this guy. I got to get him on the podcast to get to the bottom of this because uh, eighteen seventeen for your. Like as far as I'm like I've, I've never heard of the guy, so uh, this is totally out out of left field. Um, but I was really impressed to see that you would get that far up you know, in a in a field that uh, is 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 talented, but maybe not as deep as we've seen in the past. Uh, I know uh, if you guys are, are avid uh, pulp show listeners, they had mentioned that there's eight guys, or I guess it was on the v- review pod that they did. It was eight guys from Anaheim one. Uh, that were not, or from Vegas that weren't in, uh, in this race. And that, that's substantial. Like you insert those eight guys and there's a lot of these guys that aren't even getting points. Um, so, uh, in- incredible to see. Uh, I, 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 there's not a whole lot of things that like kind of jump off the page at me as far as, uh, uh, different, different riders who, uh, may, may do better in the second, second race here in, in Glen Helen. Um, maybe a couple of guys to look out for maybe taking a little bit of a downturn Josh Moseman uh, Moseman is uh, is a, he's a California guy but he I don't think he does a lot of riding at Glen Helen uh, and as, of course there's a lot of guys within this field that do that do a ton of that I know Morgan Berger has been doing a ton of riding in the, in SoCal so he'll be practiced on that track same thing with uh, with a guy like Zach Williams. Um, if you, if you guys are, uh, avid, uh, fantasy players, I definitely, uh, I can pull up some picks for you right now, as far as, uh, who the top picks are for the, uh, the two fifties and the four fifties right now, your top three, top four picks in, uh, in mo- in, uh, motocross fantasy, Christian Craig, Weston Pike and Blake Baggett and Cooper Webb. Uh, it's a 20% pick, 17% pick, 11% picked and 8% picked respectively, throughout those four guys. The 250s reads um, Shane McElrath edging out uh, Forkner by just a hair, and then you have McAdoo uh, and 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 Kyle Cunningham. Uh, all There's actually quite a few more guys in the teens that uh, are being picked right now on Motocross Fantasy. I can pick a couple of those guys. I can't pick uh, uh, Shane McElrath. Too bad he's the number one pick for this week. But uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe the misfortune will continue for the guy, and I'll be able to pick him in Thunder Valley when I will be in in Colorado. Um, switching our focus to Glen Helen, um, like this this race coming up is a big one, guys. I think that uh, the the whoever leaves Glen Helen with a, a good amount of momentum can really carry that for the rest of the series. Getting two two uh, race. W- two races under their belt. They've established where they really feel like they're going to be this year. And, uh, that red plate is going to be looking good on, uh, on Eli Tomac. Um, His closest competitor is, of course, Marvin Muskan. Other guys that I find will be able to challenge him as far as speed goes, Josh Grant and Jason Anderson. I'm not blowing anybody's doors off by saying so. Uh, Another guy who has shown some speed here that might be a little bit of a uh, kind of a, a dark horse pick is Dean Wilson. Although his fitness late in the motos were not highly sure if it's exactly there like obviously he was able to do it second moto last race but like we said it was he was pretty gassed at the time so We'll, we'll see if he ha- if he if he has the the strength and the stamina to get all the way to the end of the, that moto. I totally can see him doing that uh, and, and matching the speed of a guy like uh, Eli Tomac. I don't think there's any of these crazy big jumps that uh, uh, that we've seen in the past at, uh, at Glen Helen, which I think is going to be beneficial for some of these guys. Um, as far as the 250 class is concerned, Zach Osborne goes as as fast here as anybody does. Uh, I can't really think of too many guys on the grid in the 250. 50s that, uh, that, that really, um, like, that they that can really challenge them. I guess we can go back to, uh, the, the two fifties from Hangtown a little bit and comment on that. Um, the thing is, is like, when you, when you see a guy, when you see some, a guy go, um, uh, 1-1 on a race day and then the next closest competitor went 4-4, you know that he was dominant. You know that he was consistent and he's got the speed. And uh, with the maturity of Zach Osborne, I think that this is totally his summer. And the only person uh, that really ha- is going to have anything to say about it is Alex, Alex Martin. I think uh, the, the rest of the guys... Uh, I'll, Aaron Plessinger included are going to struggle to uh, match the consistency of uh, of these two older guys who just uh, they they just go about it in more of a workman style, style uh, approach and uh, they, they they get their work done and they they collect their podiums so I think that uh, Alex Martin and Zach Osborne uh, I, I couldn't I can't believe I'm I uh, five years ago I can't believe I'd be saying that but those two are going to be uh, going to be your front runners consistently and uh, barring some uh, some malfunctions or some some bad starts. I think those two are going to be fighting it out for a championship come uh, come late August. Um, moving forward to to Glen Helen, uh, guys who go really good in, uh, in in California are guys like Mitchell Oldenburg. I know he uh, he really likes the track in Glen Helen. He rides it, they ride it a lot. Obviously uh, the 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 PC guys ride there a lot. Uh, they've we've talked about it with. Uh, a couple of different riders, um, from their teams riding there a ton. Austin Forkner. Uh, he showed speed in the second moto and, uh, I look for better things from him in Glen Helen. I think you can see him from the, on the podium for sure. Jeremy Martin, he's won this race in the past and, uh, he showed some breakneck speed in the second, uh, second moto. Uh, I, I see him to improve his 11th place to get closer to the podium, perhaps not on it. Uh, and, uh, continuing to uh, create some diversity up there on the podium with uh, multiple manufacturers up there. I like to see that. Um, another guy that might kind of pop up into the points this next weekend when it's not going to be as hot, the guy's been riding a lot, Is uh, goes by the name of Nico Izzy. Nico Izzy is uh, is is a former uh, factory factory rider, he's uh, he's come close to winning races in the past, I believe he even has a moto win in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, if not damn close, uh, back in 2008, uh, he's he's had his, his hard times, obviously some some battles with addiction and stuff like that, um, and uh, no I like, can't really fault someone for that, uh, the fact that he's even come back to this is amazing that he's even did, done so, so uh, I think... As far as talent goes, if there's someone on your list that uh, you think um, uh, that you're not quite thinking of that has some serious speed, it's a guy like him. It's uh, and I, I see him even. I think he even close get to the points uh, this week in. Uh, in Glen Helen. All right, guys. So uh, I just wanted to come on and chat a little bit about that and uh, give you guys a little bit of a, a preview, review of uh, Hangtown and now uh, Glen Helen that drops tomorrow. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast so far this week. I believe this is number five that we're putting out, which I'm always excited when we, we can uh, we can tip the scales over over four podcasts a week. So. Uh, Thanks for listening so much. I really appreciate you guys uh, dialing this up and checking things out and listening to my rambling. I hope it wasn't too much. Uh, we're not going to put any commercials in this thing because it's just me talking. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and listening. Uh, we'll, we'll be giving away some stuff uh, sometime soon. we got some tickets to give away. we got some skibbies to give away. Uh, always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye.
0: i um. Uh-uh. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,